This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Doesn't matter if it's punk, metal, or rock. Rockabilia is your one-stop shop for all band merch. They have over 500,000 items to choose from. Hard to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else with the largest selection of music merchandise available in the world. Doesn't matter if it's hats, shirts, autograph items, patches for your battle vest. Rockabilia will have you covered. And everything is officially licensed. Don't fall for the Chinese counterfeit band merch on Amazon or the targeted Facebook post promoting a bootleg product. If you support Rockabilia, you're supporting the artists. Been around since 1987 with 30 years of giving you the best memorabilia. So for your punk, metal, and rock memorabilia, there's only one place to go. www.rockabilia.com January 28th. One night, one stage. The biggest music event on earth. The 60th Annual Grammy Awards. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. With live performances from Bullshit. No Talent Hack. The dumbest fucking thing I've ever fucking heard. And a very special dual performance with Diarrhea and What the Fuck Is This? Plus, watch how they totally ignore real musicians by giving the award for best rock and metal performance to someone who has the talent of a six-month-old used condom. Hosted by Solus Husk for a Human Being. The 60th Annual Grammys. If you're not making plans to be doing something else, you're a fucking idiot. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. What's up, everybody? It is I, Petter Speich, always joined by Brandon Hahn. Hello. And Jocelyn Sharp. Way to be on your phone and not paying attention. I was waiting for the end. I was listening. I was waiting for somebody to say and. and. And this week, guys, we got uh, an interview with one of my uh, one of my favorite drummers out there, Naveen Copperwise. Entheos is the band that he is in. Uh, I'm really, really happy we got to do this interview and talk to Naveen. Um, uh, but before that interview, of course, we always jump into the news. And as you heard the bits that uh, we just did there, um, the Grammys is upon us. Now, normally when we see the Grammy nominees, I'm like... This is horrible. This is not good. But this year's list isn't bad. I think it's kind of legit. I'll go through it for the people that don't know. I like four out of the five bands, I'm pretty sure. No, it's like, my thing is, though, is a lot of the times what I really get upset about when it comes to the Grammys is they'll put somebody who is clearly not metal. Yeah. And they'll go, this is metal. And I'm like, no, that's that's rock and roll. That's rock. That is not metal, right. not even close to metal. Right. Yes. And this year, I, I think all of these are subgenres of metal. So yeah. here's the, the nominees. Uh, and like I said, August Burns, Red's, August Burns Red is the band I don't really know that well. I got a couple of records, but I never really got into them. But they're a metal band. Yeah. So we'll give them credit. Uh, body Count. Come on. You've been all about that record. Uh, dude, I don't know what happened because I'm not a huge Body Count fan. I remember like a couple years back, they had a song called Talk Shit, Get Shot. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, are, are these guys serious or like Tenacious D at this point? Is this uh, and now the I love Body the Count name. that I'm thinking of? With Ice-T? Yeah. 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 With Cop Killer. Remember, remember when <laughs> they got that, nominated for a Grammy? That's what I'm saying. They I should. Bloodlust is great. I'm telling you right now, this is just further proof. Where can anyone go to shock anyone nowadays? Yeah. I mean, Cop Killer. Remember when that was like the biggest thing? Everybody thought they were the most evil thing in the world. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, here we are. Corporate America got on a, a black hoodie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Corporate America makes them. Uh, body count's been around forever nomination. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a uh, body count gets. The, yeah, they get the Grammy nomination. Uh, very popular younger band. Everybody's all about them. Code Orange. 
They got nominated for their song Forever. Uh, and then, of course, who I'm hoping is going to win, who I'm assuming is going to win kind of on this list, Mastodon. They got nominated for Sultan's Curse. And then the last band that I think most metalheads hope they'll win, but I think is a long shot, is Meshuggah. Uh, they got nominated for the song Clockwork. So Meshuggah, Mastodon, Body Count. See, to me... It's not bad. This, Honestly, is, a good, this is a good metalist. See, now, now me, if we go to the rock list, if I may. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. to me, though, usually when they pick these... Uh, pick whoever wins mm-hmm. like when they pick the winner it's just like all right who's the most popular and yeah they just go with that that they never they, the people that the, the what it is with the grammys is they get they get record industry people they get producers they yeah. get musicians and it's just a whole amalgamation and they all get them together and they all vote well you can clearly tell that they don't give a shit about right. rock or metal so they just go they go all right well what sold more copies just give it that yeah i wouldn't you know? be surprised if they didn't go to their twitter and was like who has more followers right this what, person. what sold most copies of here is definitely mastodon yeah, yeah. you know so uh, that's why and i here's the thing though mastodon deserves a metal grammy yeah. there's no doubt about it i don't think nobody's gonna argue that that thing so it's a, it's a big deal they're excellent who do, musicians who do i want to win in this mastodon right you know i know other people would be like no i'm a sugar and i get it but i i personally think mastodon is one of the best metal bands if not they're the, iconic yeah at this point so i hope they do snag that grammy um sugar is definitely iconic and I, I think they're great i just uh i don't think they're gonna pull it off but they, the fact they got nominated it's awesome it's awesome so let's go to the best rock song that the grammys did this year so I guess my point is that maybe someone stopped over there and heard all of us bitching for all the years when Tenacious D and Lizzie Hale or Hailstorm won the best metal Grammys. And nothing against those bands. Nothing against, but it's come just on. they're not metal. I I'm th- pretty I- sure that Hailstorm said like, hey, okay, we'll take it, but we're not metal. I'm pretty sure right, they said yeah. that when they accepted yeah. it back I, in I'm the day. Pre- I'm like, I think that this is just a natural thing that's going to happen, though, is because kids that grew up listening to metal are now finally old enough to work. You know what yes. I mean? Like they're starting to get into the industry and they're when they go into the office and they're like, here's the metal nominations. There's probably one kid in the back that was like, um, uh, hi, uh, uh, but that's not, yeah, <laughs> if we could change that. I don't know if a kazoo is metal. Yeah. I just feel like, it, I feel like it's a natural progression. I feel like it's going to get better and better. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping so with the best rock song guys, this is what they got best rock song. And then I'll, I'll read the best rock album, but Metallica Atlas rise. So they're not metal anymore, I guess, because okay. they're not in the best metal category. They're in rock now. Which, by the way, is way harder than any of the previous, like I said, and it was way harder than Hailstorm, way harder than Tenacious D. Yes. Yeah. They put them in the rock category. They're, they're in the rock category. And I personally think that song is metal. Alice Rice? Yes. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, K-Flay, what is that? I don't even know. That's the best rock song. K-Flay, Blood in the Cut. And that somebody sounds knows like that. a rap song. It does, but I don't know. The band Nothing More is a newer band. I haven't heard them. I do them. like them. I love you their like album. Them? I okay. think they're great. Okay, so Nothing More is on the best best rock song. Foo Fighters and, uh, and Avenged Sevenfold. So all the heavy hitters like in, in kind of the rock and metal genre are there. Foo Fighters, Avenged Sevenfold, Metallica. And it is and amazing you got some new ones. to see Avenged even get in there because yeah. after the debacle they had when they released the stage, they didn't put out any pub. Yeah. So when they first released that first opening week of sales, it was like horrible. It was like horrible. Well, it was yeah. great on any any other band standard, but bad for them. Bad for them. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but then eventually, what ended up happening was eventually more and more people started picking it up. But you can't really tell it's a hit until you look back and go, "Oh, okay." Well, that that is their best record, and it's legitimately just I think excellent. The stage. I don't really, you know, I, I I'll definitely. 
stand It'll by pop. City of Evil. I'll but definitely look. stand by the self-titled one. I'll definitely stand by Waking the Falling. But I think that their sound has always been kind of like, but I think the stage is like all the way through a great record. Well, yeah. we already know that the Foo Fighters <laughs> are going to win that Grammy. Well, it's Metallica just, might. No, it's no. Foo Fighters. I think, I think, I think Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants, everybody and loves they, Dave Grohl. The Foo Fighters just came off an international tour. Yeah. And I think that this kind of makes me bummed out though, because I'm just, I'm rewinding back to when I was in high school in the early 2000s and there was this huge resurgence in rock. And I would see a lot more names I would recognize mm-hmm. in these categories, like rock on like these mainstream shows, which I don't see anymore. Like it, it, I, I miss seeing like, you know, something that I knew, something that, you know, was good and, and current, but now rock's not, feels like it's not popular anymore. You're right about that. And that's why we have shows like metal socks because <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. because nobody, nobody mass, how do I, how do I put this? Like corporate America does not want to embrace metal they just don't right you know it's like it's a lot easier to put to make to put make jay-z get album of the year when he's been rapping the same way songs are garbage it's the same shit it's all it is is just another overproduced piece of garbage and and but meanwhile everybody just oh my god it's so good it's like no it's not he's garbage right but again he's jay-z so we everybody just has to bow down while while hip-hop and rap just kind of work its way out of mainstream mainstream american it will because eventually it's all cyclical yeah it'll yeah. come around rock will come back it's funny you say that but i i feel like um like in the 80s and the 90s uh and, and all that stuff like like rock was really prevalent but like in the 2000s when i want to say like that wave of the backstreet boys and britney spears and christina Aguilera and even the new metal stuff was happening i don't feel like it ever really returned since then, no, no, not. I the feel way, like it's been like way. twenty years almost yeah. where that stuff was in the mainstream. I just media. remember in the because early- you can sell something like Pink so easily to the masses. Yes. Yeah. that why would they take the effort to sell something like I don't know, like Mashuga or like whatever? Right. Yeah. I remember in the early 2000s that, you know, like not a great example, but the channel Fuse came out and it died after like, what, six yeah. years? But I don't know. But it's, it's, it's not still around? I thought that was a Canadian thing. I haven't seen it. I, haven't I, have, I don't think oh, it's okay. not. I mean, not it's at sure. least not an, yeah. in, an it's where I would go to anymore. watch skateboarding videos. But and, yeah, they yeah. had like skateboarding videos and it was also like, I would see things like, I would see Mudvayne music videos in the middle of the day and stuff. Yeah. Like that was a whole, that was what I'm talking about. Like yeah. there was a portion of the early 2000s where rock was like, okay, we're still here. And they're like rockheads like me were like, Yes. All I did all day was watch Fuse to try and catch the Mudvayne video. Right. Well, and on top of that, too, in a rock and metal band, I mean, it's damn near impossible to make any kind of money. Yeah. Because when you go, you, you these record companies, they've told, well, actually, the internet has totally fucked these record companies and they totally fucked the artists from being able to make money. Yeah. So when they go, when they go to city to city to city, you got to split that money five ways. Right. Well, meanwhile, if you're a rapper or whatever, and if you've got great, and first off, you got to have great abs. You know what I mean? You got to have some, and if you you don't, you have to have like lots of street credit, like, like Rick Ross or something like that, where it's like, Hey, he might have a gun on him. Oh, but something tells me he makes great music. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like there, to me, it's all, it's all the image. That's the one thing that that's the one thing that drives me crazy about like pop music and hip hop. That's stuff. electronica. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. it's it's all image. Yeah. and it's like meanwhile, like with rock and metal, it's just it's 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 performance. It's more. It's it, it sounds really bad. I'm not like disparaging anyone who likes that or anything. I'm just saying that that metal and rock is art. And pop music is garbage. It, it like, is. It's not, and I'm not, like, I, I am saying something bad. Forget it. No, I no, I, th- I, no, I think, w- like, what you're saying is that everybody knows there's an algorithm to make a hit. Yes. And pop music is, is designed Follows to just follow same, that same right. algorithm. Fucking. So you are allowed to call that garbage because what that is is just something scientific. That, yeah. It's the it's same GMO stuff. It's GMO foods. It's fucking processed garbage snacks. It's yes. A, it's it's a, pink slime. 
Yeah, exactly. It's the same stuff like uh, if you listen to, and this is true, if you listen to like a kid's song, like a Barney song or that guy Rafi or something like that, it's the same algorithm to get that stuck in a child's head yeah. is these pop songs. Yes. And so for, and it's easy, and it's easy, and it's so easy to sell anything that is um, well, and, simple to people to, to jump on, right? Because that's, that's all they want is that, that simple satisfaction. They don't want to delve into the musicianship and all that stuff. So how do you sell someone to take the time to want to delve into something and, and, and learn parts and learn an album instead of a song? The society's changed, bro. I don't know if it'll ever go that way again. I think the, yeah. the big, I think what ruined it, I think what stopped it, I think the end of the 80s, the satanic panic that happened where everybody was afraid of Satanists, all that, that, that was a huge thing in the 80s. But it, but it helped metal and rock. Oh, that was great. It yeah. helped, but then I think that it, mm. it stopped that corporate door from being able to be open. See, I don't see mm. that. See, because no. what? See, because at that point too, Marilyn Manson was like yeah. the peak. The I mean, peak, there was yeah. no, 90s. but there, he was huge. And and my thing is, is there was such a danger associated with metal music back then. Well, yeah. now there's no danger. There's nothing else. Where else can you go? Right, That's, you and it shocked. goes. It goes back to what I was saying. Where it's like me and my wife, we were having this conversation the other night. Where I'm like, okay, you look at everything Madonna did. Yeah. Okay. And when she would go on the MTV Video Music Awards and dress like a and dress make out with Britney Spears. Make out. Yeah. But exactly. But she would she would do all this shit, and people would be talking about it all the time. Now all you hear, and now all you have is you have your Katy Perry's yeah. and uh, and your and your Nicki Minaj's or something like that, and and they basically you're just trying to recreate that and i'm sorry it's not gonna it's not it doesn't have the same shock appeal yeah. anymore it just doesn't but it still works but it still works but it doesn't get people talking like nobody will ever be on that madonna status ever 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 Katy perry and britney spears can all sell as many records as they want but what i'm trying to but tell you though but what i'm trying to tell you though is that shock and that shock that that she used to invite uh-huh. those girls. They, they'll never be able to get it because it's already been done before. No, no, but nobody will be on that Madonna status and nobody will be on that Metallica status nobody. because this world doesn't right. care about the stuff. We live in our fake lives and we care about likes. We don't care about art. So art, it has been taken a huge decline. That's why an algorithm works on so many people and so few people get into the other things. So like movies too, art, all that, everything that we know as art now is just product and exactly true it's just product it's not like wow that's something that's going to change anything because like i said we're more focused on ourselves and all those things so the world has changed where you can't have a madonna you can't have a britney spears i don't think you can have a godfather movie anymore see i don't think it's so much i don't think it's so much at the well, world not britney spears i'm sorry like prince i'm just saying yeah. like i don't think i don't think it's so much that the world has changed so much i just think that we've all seen it before where else do you go from not, here? Not, not a 13-year-old kid. They haven't seen it before. You're, not well, a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. You've seen it before. Yeah, you're right. I've seen it before. You're right. But it's not affecting them like but it affected I, us. But what I'm trying to yeah. tell you, though, is people, like, when our parents were our age, yeah, like, in see, our 30s, when they saw that, they were like, oh, hide your eyes. Meanwhile, now... You know, now those kids, you know, now the, 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 when they were kids back then, they're grown up. They're bringing those kids right. to go see Katy Perry. They're see, bringing those kids to go see Britney Spears. But I think that's my point is like you guys might not remember, but growing up, I grew up in a small religious town. Like listening to metal music was tantamount to sacrilegious mm -hmm. behavior to them. Like just, you know, just the imagery, you know, the pentagrams and, you know, all these things to them yeah. is, is, is too much for them. Yeah. And I, I think that that's what will because right now what's happening is everybody wants to toe the line. Everybody wants to make everybody happy. 
happy. But that's not what metal and rock no. is about. No. And so right now it's not going to work because everyone's too worried about being so politically correct. They're too worried about offending somebody. Well, fuck you. The world's offensive. That's the way the world works. Right. And on top of that, though, where can you? But again, like, where can you even go to offend anyone nowadays? I mean, it's like other than other than saying something racially right. charged or something or or, or or sexually charged. That's pretty much it. And before. I mean, we brought this up about Gene Simmons and all these other guys back in the 70s and 80s. They were writing songs about fucking 16-year-old girls, yeah. 14, you know I me mean, waiting, waiting till they turn a certain age. Lenny right. did it. You know I mean, it's just it, 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 before there was all this taboo. Well, and now I, I just I, think I, before, just, like, if it was evil or dark, it was acceptable if it was honest. And now it's, it's not acceptable at all. Like, like you said, when Gene Simmons wrote those songs or when Lemmy wrote Jailbait for Motorhead, it's like, that's not cool. Don't get me wrong. But like, he's just writing a song. He's being honest. Right. You can't do that anymore. But I also see, but I also think that. And we, we've lost our, 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 our honesty when it comes to anything that is, is, could be vilified. But what I'm saying, cha- exactly. And my thing is, though, is another thing, too. You were talking about the hits and the, the amalgamation and whatever. Yeah, the, uh, uh, al- uh, algorithm, algorithm. Amalgamation. Amalgamation. Yeah, algorithm. What does that mean? Amalgamation means a total sum of, like yeah, a, yeah, an average of. Like, so, yeah. algorithm. Anyway, though. So, you're talking about the algorithm constantly being used in pop music. Well, now, wh- another reason why music is so stale, in my opinion, is because it's all been done before. It's just like again for you, no, because all you got to do is just listen back. If you're thirteen year, if you're a thirteen year old, and somebody goes, "Oh, listen to this song," I'm like that's the same riff as this, and you play it for them, they're gonna go, "Oh shit." No, yeah. I think if you're a thirteen year old and someone hands you a Led Zeppelin or an ACDC, yeah. you're gonna look for that Led Zeppelin and ACDC in your time. Yeah. You're gonna you're not gonna relate to something from the seventies. You're gonna be no like, "Oh, ACDC or Led Zeppelin in this time." I though. think I think oh, what okay. Pete means Nothing. is like that's the door that opens. Yeah, your mom like shows you ACDC. You you Google like you're like, "Oh, look at this," and then you find Metallica. And exactly. Then you find as crazy the- it sounds to you, like when I heard Led Zeppelin, that made me like find corrosion and conformity. I know they're not on the same scale to you, but to me, I hold corrosion and conformity higher than Led Zeppelin because in my lifetime, that's the riffs that spoke to me. But it, it like I said, Led Zeppelin was the door. So was ACDC. Yeah, but what I'm know. saying is though, but the thing is though, with corrosion and conformity, or, they or were Iron Maiden. They you know? would, but my point is though, is back in those days, there were bands, back in those days, you could make an original sound and people would give it a chance. Yeah. Now, Fuck that. They want to hear the you, same thing. Over exactly. And over again. You better hit them with the same bullshit that they yeah. heard before, or else they're tuned out. You're, no, I believe the original sound might be gone, but I think performers are original sounds. Yeah. I, certain voices, certain no, no, drummers, you're right. certain. You're right about I'm not saying it's the exact same song. I'm not, you got you to get that. I'm saying this. Back in the day, when those bands hit, Okay, it was all on radio, so mm-hmm. people they that, that's where all the music was getting funneled through. So you would have ACDC and the Led Zeppelins and yeah. the Black Sabbaths, and which, by the way, was considered totally dangerous back in the day. Black Sabbath, and you know, but people would join in on that. This was these were new yeah, it, these were new sounds that people weren't at, that n- people never ever heard, I and think, it changed the world. I think it's more than that for me because, like, I'll never forget the first time I saw Three Inches of Blood because yeah. that dude looks like a lumberjack and then he opened his mouth and he started singing and he was singing at an octave that I can't even hit Mm -hmm. and it was beautiful and amazing and he's singing about dragons and castles and I'm like the nerd inside of me is so happy right now Mm -hmm. like there is something there there is something to connect to there is a connection with your age group that 
you don't share with other age groups. I can't connect with like a 60 year old like I can with someone that grew up in the 90s. And a 21 year old can't connect with well, me. Even when I was musically growing up in the too, 90s, though. even when yeah. I was growing up in the 90s, like the music that I was into was not appreciated by anybody yeah. except Well, that's that's the underground though. I mean, the music we listen to now is probably not appreciated, but like I said, that's why we do stuff like this show. And so the Grammys on the other hand, they are poop. the enemy and so, yeah, they're poop. They're an enemy in a lot of ways, but um this year, like we got, you got to give the devil their due sometime. The, yeah. the five, the five they selected they for their best right. metal, we're fine with. I, I'm personally fine with. Like, but I, I feel like this is the equivalent of when your grandma gets gay neighbors and she's like trying to be progressive and she's like, those homos next door are real nice. And you're like, it's a little too late, grandma. <laughs> we get that you're on board hey, now. Hey, but. Jossie, will you go to the queers and get some sugar? Thanks. What? Yeah. <laughs> They're lovely people. Yeah, lovely. Grandma, lovely a little people. too late. <laughs> you just got to teach a new language. Yeah. I mean, but like her tone sounds. But that's yeah. what I mean. That's you what know. this feels like to me. It feels like a little too late to me. Right. Oh, it's, it's, it's way too late. Yeah. It's way too late. It's, it's way you. too late. Still pissed at you, Grammys. Yeah, Fuck yeah. you. Tenacious D won for a cover song. I love you, Jack Black, but stop. I you mean, know? there is a reason the Grammys have such a terrible reputation. It's a pop culture reference to make fun of the Grammys being right. garbage. Right. It completely is. And I don't know who watches it, but every year it's, it's <laughs> who like... Does? I, I who does? I don't know. Like, like, you know, the like, Miss Universe like contest still on TV? I was like, who watches this shit? Pathetic people. But, Even if every woman on the I don't want to call them pathetic yes. for watching it, but like, yes. I'm just I only want to watch the swimsuit competition, everything else. Fuck Even it, if care. they're the hottest women ever, it's still boring. It's a it's pageant. Boring as shit. No, I don't know. Yeah, I, do, I don't know what the goal is to That's like, what I'm getting subjectively at. pick someone and say, hey, you're pretty from K- Kentucky. Or, yeah, or yeah, 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 I just, I'd never understood like the whole, just like the Grammys or the uh, Oscars. Well, that's what it is. It's, it's like, it's a subjective thing that makes no sense. Just like our 15 best albums of the year that we're going to do an episode of week. It's just subjective. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's not gospel. You have it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to tell you right now, when we do that 15 albums of the year episode, the next day, we're going to get a fucking tidal wave of bullshit. Where's this? Where's that? What the fuck? I'll tell people right now, I, I had to cut Enslaved off the list, and that's the first time Enslaved hasn't made my, that they put out a record in like 10 years that hasn't made my li- our list, but yeah. it's okay, so we can get yelled at for the Enslaved not making it, yeah. but E was great, why but it was just it, wasn't. Why was it Gay Neighbors in I don't care, as long as, <laughs> as long as Converge is on there, that's all I care about. Uh, we, yeah, we all know that's all there. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Converge is like an Enslaved, anyway. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, so guys, moving forward, uh, like I said, I uh, let me uh, do a quick read here, and then we're going to jump right into our interview. Guys, Christmas is a part of us. So over at Metal Blade Records, this holiday season, we want you to head over to Metal Blade Records web store for the label's annual Massacre promotion, featuring ugly Christmas sweaters, ornaments, mugs, and more. New sweatpants, hoodies, long sleeves are also available. From, array of art, from an array of artists. Get your holiday shopping done now at MetalBladeStore.com. If you guys haven't been to MetalBladeStore.com and checked out some of the stuff they have, they got stuff from the Cannibal Corpse, Black Dahlia Murder. Guys, you got to check it out. Great all the way around. So make sure you get on that store, MetalBladeStore.com. And without further ado, I got the check. A check. Dude, I ate Skittles, and I just feel like I'm too watery right now. What's wrong with me? I got to chat with uh, Naveen from Entheos. Like I said, Dark Future is definitely an album that has grown on me a lot, and I'm all about. So, well, let's just jump into that chat right now. Hey, everybody. This is Peter with the Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I got me Naveen K. from Entheos. Uh, How are you doing today, man? How's the tour? Pretty good, man. Uh, Coming at you from the back of our van. Nice. We're nice. heading to uh, Belvedere right now, which is somewhere I've never played. 
Oh, that's that's got to be extremely interesting. But first off, I did want to congratulate. Uh, there is a congratulations in order, correct, for Evan and his wife. They recently had a baby. Is that correct? Um, so the baby is due any day now, oh, pretty so much. Didn't happen yet. So you have not been hit with any texts of some cute little face, nothing. Not yet, but uh, literally any day. Oh, right on, man, right on. So um, you are, like we mentioned, you are currently on tour right now with uh, Whitechapel, Carnifex, Rings of Saturn, and you are touring as a three-piece. Um, is that correct? Yep. Is there challenges adjusting, uh, considering Evan has a very distinct mark on certain songs with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, his parts are still there. We run the tracks from the album live. Yeah, I mean, at first it was really weird. Uh, I was not into it. I was kind of like, the first show we did it, it was a little weird because throughout the set, like, Evan and I will kind of, like, you know, look at each other and kind of vibe off one another. And it was it was really weird not having him there. But I mean, I'm getting more used to it. And, I mean, it, it's for... Given the circumstance, it's it's working for what it is, and you know we're we're an early band on the show, and a lot of these people haven't even heard our band before. So, if I'd say if we were a bigger act on this bill, you know, and a lot more people were coming to see us, then we probably wouldn't do what we're doing. But for this tour, I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like we're still we're still picking up bands and. And talking to people, and the people that are coming to see us are all like, obviously understanding of the situation. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, that's a that's a life change, man. You know, I think everybody. Would. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's not understanding. That's, that's strange to me, but you know. So, <laughs> you know, there's a baby coming. That's not an excuse. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, and it's all it's all new territory for all of us. So we're just kind of. And this is the first time you've actually with it one day at a time. That's the first time you've done it like that, where the, the, the track is playing kind of behind you, or have you done that in the future with different bands? Yeah, like, um, I mean, Animals as Leaders does that. The bass is, like, on a track. So oh, yeah. when I was in Animals, we did it. And then, I mean, I, I, it's fortunately, we our band plays to, like, a, a metronome file from the album, and we have some synths on there. So it wasn't a huge deal to just drop the bass tracks in there, but... It's obviously not the same. I mean, yeah, no doubt. Evan, Evans, we're a four-piece band, so yeah, you, Evans a huge part of the band. You guys have that, uh, like you and him, like uh, you have the Tim Alexander Les Claypool feel, like on stage. <laughs> it's just a different uh, yeah. time, but it's like that's the feel that I yeah. see, you know. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would see that it would be a little jarring, but again, it's not not a not a big deal. Uh, new record. Let's talk about this. Dark Future is out now. Uh, it's been out. It's the uh, it's the first record with the guitarist Travis, and I don't know how to say his last name. Levere? Is uh, that... Yeah, Levere. Oh, wow. I nailed it. I'm wrong all the time. See how I, I, I called you Naveen K? I didn't want to even try your last name. Is it Copper <laughs> Copperwise? How, how's it go? Yeah, yeah. Copperwise. Wow. I need to get yeah. more confident in my pronunciations. Yeah, now. You're, doing... <laughs> you're doing all right, man. You're doing okay. <laughs> so new record, Dark Future. Like I said, it's out, it's out now. It's fantastic, man. And uh, first recording with Travis Levere. In the yep. first minute of the record, when I, when you put it on, uh, on the track Black Static, he introduces himself and sets the tone prior, you know, before you chain Evan jump in. Is that something you guys did as a conscious decision to kind of introduce him and let him kind of do that minute intro into that song, or is that just how it kind of organically came? That intro is actually bass. It's actually Evan. Wow. And uh, that that song and a lot of those parts are just kind of 
some stuff that Evan had because he does a lot of stuff where he'll play higher up on the high strings. Mm. So it sounds like guitar a lot of the time. And like in that song and in the intro of uh, Pulse of a New Era, it, the intro is also bass. So it's a, uh, it was some stuff that he had just floating around. It was like, you know, showed it to all of us. And when we were writing and, and we were like, oh, that's cool. Let's see if we can make it like turn it into metal, you know? And, uh, so that's how all that came about. Because yeah, whenever I hear melody in like uh, the the in the metal, I always just jump to guitar. So this is going to make me yeah, go back yeah. and listen like a little bit more clear. Because yeah, for some reason I thought that was for sure, and it sounded that makes sense. And I think a lot of people think that, and that's why it's it's uh, once again it's like a huge part of the band is is Evans. We only have one guitar player, so you know Evan will kind of act as second guitar a lot. Yeah, no, excellent, man. So, so yeah. that question's out the window. But when you guys all do come, to, <laughs> <laughs> when you guys all do come together, it is. Um, I mean, the record is uh, less. For, I guess, lack of a better term, it's less brutal than last year's debut. Yeah. Uh, full full length, uh, infinite nothing, and the energy yeah. is much more. It's uniformed and cohesive. And I I, I did yeah. hear you mention in under interviews. It is uh, because of how truly collaborative uh, the record was. At what stage were you aware everybody is on the same page in the writing and recording process of this record? We definitely had like a goal decided going into it. So I think one of the reasons why it's less kind of death metal and less brutal is just because it was like a decided decision. We wanted to kind of explore a more diverse sound and a more unique sound to us. I think one of the things that we noticed about the music that we're that we had previously made was we wanted, we wanted to have that same intensity, but we all wanted to make something that was more true to our own unique voice. And I think, I think we definitely did it, you know, with, with the album, I think it's a pretty big shift in sound, but a lot of the old style is still there at times. And I just think there's like a whole new aspect to it. Where we, whereas the, the other stuff's a little more one-dimensional. And, and that's fair, though, because like the band's only two or three years old. You know, yeah, so I know. Yeah. To have and most of the time, when you have a band, you're doing all that growth, and nobody really like knows about you. You know? Yeah, that's, that's a question I did have. <laughs> like, your band, it's, it's only two or three year old, years old, but it has always had the spotlight on it because of the personnel involved. I mean, yeah. what, was there any at any stage that you felt you needed to meet certain expectations, like on the first DP or first record because of your resumes, or was it more of, I can do what I want because I've already proven my capabilities, like the mindset. I mean, quite honestly, the first couple of releases were somewhat of, I kind of want to just prove to myself that I could like play faster metal still. Hmm. And then we kind of achieved that. And then now, and then beyond that, it was like, okay, let, now let's make something that's a little more stylized and a little more diverse and just kind of show, shows a little more personality, you know? And I think that's what, I, I think we noticed that people kind of gravitate towards the band because of the uniqueness. So we, we just kind of wanted to do, explore that a little more, you know? And I think we, we still need to do it more in the future. 
And in, in the genre of like when, when bands are like a technical death metal band, you're right. It's not as a, the, the feel of the records aren't as organic, you know, as this yeah, one is. Yeah. This one very much from start to finish, it feels, a lot of it feels like you're in a jam session watching something special while you're listening to it. But like that feel isn't really with like technical death metal bands. It's more uh-huh. of like, you, you know what I'm saying? So uh, totally. how much like, with that on this new record, how much editing and revisiting did you guys do on these songs or did you keep kind of that, that feel that I'm hearing throughout? Yeah. I mean, the feel that you're hearing is it's, it's cool. You're picking up on that, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, we made like kind of demo outlines of each song altogether. And that pretty much didn't change, uh, you know, after, after we set those demos up, all we did after that, from that point, was just kind of add add things to it and layers and you know additional synth parts and solos and vocals and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's very. It comes from a place of just like getting together and making a bunch of material together, and uh, you know, not 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 to say we didn't um, hone in on each thing and really spend time making it right you know we did we did do that we tried to focus in a lot and i think that's what one of the benefits of having all of us together working on it was we could we could really hone in on each part and really make it what we something that that we were that we're going to want to play live for years you know yeah and something that can live live like you said you guys can it can grow the songs can grow and um a lot of times like i said with the technical death metal uh, sound or style it's it we want to just see you guys perform it like from the audience we yeah. just want to see them play how hard it is but like it's hard for those songs to change or grow you know so yeah it's very like the record's very calculated but it's also very organic i know it sounds like it's contradicting itself but no i i think that i i totally agree with you and i think that was the that's what we wanted you know we wanted to make it we wanted to say like yeah we we have we can play fast at times so we can do that we also want to have really cool melody that's a little weirder and kind of like more on the jazz spectrum. That's a bass and guitar. Showcase, yeah. Yeah. And showcase <laughs> each. We also wanted to have each person's identity on there. You know, I feel like I feel like it's the first thing we've done that's like that. And another thing was we learned a lot from just going out and like we wrote those initial the EP and the first album and then did some tours. And when you play live, you get an idea for like what's actually something that you're gonna want to do every night. You know what's what's fun to play. What's a little too challenging. What's because there's a difference between making something that's like that's kind of technical for the sake of being technical, or technical because the part calls for it. Yeah, no, I yeah, I completely understand that, and then and that's so, and it's not it's not it's not technical for the sake of being technical. I think at all ever on the whole album. No, I mean I, I agree with you. Like I said, it, it, the organic thing, and that's why uh, in the live show when Evan does return to the fold, because um, right now it's it seems like with the three piece you do have to just kind of play it by the numbers. I, I don't know if if that's true or not. Yeah, when he returns to the fold, um, do you plan on on doing? Uh, longer shifts with these songs opposed to just playing them how they are on the record? Um, I mean, we've... We're, they're pretty much structured how they are, and we sort of have to play them that way in order for it to all work. But within that, 
I mean, there's, there is different ways to do it. And I think one of the things that we talk about when we have more time live and stuff is doing longer, you know, interludes live that are like, do try to do a lot more live than what's on the CD. So play some cool interludes, you know, do stuff that, uh, kind of bonus stuff and really showcase each person in the band Does that makes sense yeah completely uh completely and um you 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 do have a, a background like producing like the dub and electronica bands and stuff and you are working on like a debut album in this genre is that is that correct uh i actually have a few releases that are like singles mainly electronic i have like um i have two eps that oh, two. are like okay. four four songs a piece and then uh it's just stuff that I made on my own, and um, you can get it on SoundCloud or Bandcamp. It's just called Naveen K. Um, but yeah, it's it's highly heavily electronic, and I think not only is it electronic, but I think I do have like some sort some like form of my own sort of melodic voice. And I think what's cool about Dark Future is I think that like that stuff, that side of what I do, it comes through a lot more on on Dark Future than on our last releases. Well, the closing track, the song Re- uh, Resonance, I believe it was? Yeah, yeah. Resonance. Yeah. Is, that, is that one, it, like, and I could be completely wrong because I, I messed up the bass to the guitar, but that one felt like it kind of had that um, outro kind of a, an electronic feel to it. Is that something totally. that you yeah. guys did together or is that something that you put together? No, we actually did that one together as well. I mean, that's, uh, that's again, like a thing that Evan had and... Uh, a couple parts it's it's honestly it's a couple riffs and like parts from the song the world without us hmm. which is the song right, right before, before that yeah it's pretty much just like a rendition on a couple of those parts just done a different way and um but all of us are on that song and all of us uh, of course i did a lot i did all the electronic stuff and all the little glitchy drums and all that I but did. uh that's that's one of the things that we want to do we like what I was saying when we have more time live is like we want to play that song. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, that would be really cool though. That would fit really well. Yeah, and I do really like how the video was like the the last song pretty much with vocals was you know that was the video that was released ahead of time. So the song that I knew when I got the record, I I was listening through and then it, that's the one that hit me kind of on the outro, which is a different feel. Yeah. Because usually records are going to be like kind of top heavy with that stuff, but um, I really I really think the way you guys put it together. I mean, the record to me, I mean, I'll, str- I'll tell you straight up, it, it separates you guys from so many Thank bands in the, in the genre. And, um, and that is why, I, I mean, I lived with it for a little, couple of weeks now, and I'm like, we got to get this interview. How did I miss this interview? You know, like, so <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm a little late to the party, but like, that's... No, uh, not really. I mean... It, that, that, yeah, when did it, it came out? The, we're a newer band. Yeah. We're a newer band, so I think a lot of those, oh, it's going to take that album getting out for people that want to, you know interviews and hear about us and stuff like that it's not it's not like we it, i think we're kind of carving a, a new path for ourselves so it's cool and i, I thank you for oh. wanting to do the interview oh very welcome yeah so now back to the electronic stuff now um what attracted you to that style like the solo stuff you're doing with the Novin k that uh that that metal may not be able to fulfill so yeah i mean it's just i was going i am a huge electronic music fan and uh Pretty much the way I am as a person is just like whatever I'm listening to at the time, 
is what I want to make, you know? So I was into recording and producing and stuff like that. And then I heard electronic music and then I just got really into doing electronic production. And, um, I just wanted to learn how to do it. And, and I think it's great that I did because now I can kind of, now that I'm back to metal, I can apply some of that stuff that I, that I've learned and it gives us like a different sound, you know, it separates us from other, other bands because I've actually spent a lot of time learning, learning how to make electronic music, you know, and like, not just like, you know, make some stuff in Fruity Loops for fun, but like actually make an electronic release, you know? Yeah. And then, and then like you, you've been in the metal hardcore genre of the world for, you know, 15 years now. So, um, but yeah. the electronic and dubstep kind of world, it seems to be completely different, like in terms of how music it is. is produced and touring. So if you were to kind of do both projects, like, you know, like we're assuming that you, you may, do you have to relearn kind of the whole ins and outs of that style and that genre and how people kind of, you know, uh, get things done over there? Yeah, I mean, my stuff is, is sort of weird. It's kind of an oddity. It's not really... I, I, I don't have a... A following within the electronic community and when i did do it live and if i did do it again it's it's its own thing it's like i play drums to it and i you know i i, I do an actual somewhat of a live show so it's it's kind of just like a circus freak show is the way i look at it it's not really in that electronic uh, i got you umbrella or the you know what i mean it's just kind of it's just its own thing and uh I would I would be a part of the electronic thing, but it's it's so hard to like break into, and I'm and I'm not you know I don't have the time to to promote myself as an electronic artist, or and and, and I'm just really focused on the band anyway. So it's my thing is just more for fun, my yeah, solo thing. Gotcha, gotcha. It is more of the um, style, and it's got more of the the pop world to it. I feel than than the metal and hardcore world, and when you break into yeah. It. So it it, yeah. it it does seem like it's it's just com- like starting over almost where it's like you're established it is. here yeah. yeah yeah it is and and furthermore it's like I don't really I love the music I love electronic music the electronic scene it's not really my scene yeah you know it's not it, it's for me I like making it for fun and whoever wants to listen to it that's great and then but at the same time you know now I've picked up some more skills for my toolbox that I can add to my own uh, music and sort of give it more of an original sound. And that's what I think is so cool about metal is like, there isn't really a, you can pretty much do anything in metal and get, and get away with it. You know, people that listen to metal are like, they want to hear something fresh. They want to hear something different. Whereas I think in electronic people don't, they just want to hear whatever's popular. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I I had this conversation with someone because they were trying to li- have me listen to I forgot who it was. So, but uh, I'm like I'm extremely close minded when it comes to music because I only want to listen to my like kind of metal in my genre. But yeah, I'm spe- yeah. st- extremely open minded in my genre. I was trying to explain this to them. And they're like that doesn't make sense. And I'm like you have to kind of be there to understand. Like yeah. I want to hear new things in my genre, but I don't want to yeah. go down the rabbit hole of Katy Perry. And I'm not saying anything negative about yeah. Katy Perry. I'm just saying like. There's enough people that love her. Let me stay to what I love, you know, and, and try to grow that. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to jump on a bandwagon, but you're right. Cause, and then that makes me sound close-minded to music in general, but 
were open-minded to metal. So yeah, I, yeah. I completely understand. I mean, the spectrum of like what metal even is these days, it's like, it's the most, I think it's like the most diverse genre that there is. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can pretty much get away with doing anything as long as it's kind of heavy. Completely right. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, you, <laughs> you can, know, like you can do a, sh- a shuffle of metal songs and 10 of them in a row can sound completely different, except they're heavy. Yeah. You're completely right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, there's like even times of stuff that we do that's like, you know, a jazz part or like an electronic part or like all of the parts that I bring to the table for the band. I could turn around and make those same notes into an electronic song, but I just made it into metal. So it's metal, you know, yeah. and that's what, that's what I love about it. And that's what I've always loved about it. I've, I've always felt that way that it's, it's kind of like you can do whatever you want. And I think especially now people do all kinds of different stuff within metal. Yeah. And it gets, of noticed. course it gets sliced up into all these sub genres, which is annoying, but I, I, I do agree with that. And it's, it's like, I, but I have to like, you know, cause I, I do interviews. I have to like subgenre people. <laughs> yeah. I have to be like, yeah, so metalcore or whatever, but I know exactly what you mean. I, I and that's yeah. the thing we talked, I talked about it in another episode, but like the new wave of American heavy metal, whatever it's been labeled is like trivium and converge. I'm like, how, how do you, we just throw this whole like gamut of like yeah. all these bands that it sound completely different, but that's what we put it in. So regardless that, that that time though everybody was doing like you said their own thing and just you know the more recent time as well it, it's maintained and that's more important than like the new metal movement where everybody did sound the same you know of course there's there's trends yeah. you know and i've been i've been around long enough to see like yeah you got you're gonna get kind of an explosion of one type of band within there but then over time all of the one like the best ones stay around and then the rest of them kind of just fall off yeah you, you can only, uh, you know, it's, it's like that youth energy, man, like youth. And there's all these things that work in favor for, for bands at a certain time, but then uh, eventually to, to stay on, they have to be legit, you know, exactly. They have exactly. to be and the, and the style, they have to be, yeah, the exactly. style won't keep you going when you're 40, the substance will, you know, so exactly. exactly. Um, and but, I, I think we're already seeing that, you know, we've already seen just kind of like the huge like gent explosion. It's like we're seeing who the ones that are really good are are that are that have stuck around. You yeah. know, completely. Yeah, I completely agree. We're right. We're right at that cusp where a lot of them are slowly falling off. Even like really good ones, but they just can't. Yeah, maintain. Yeah, it, it happens it's with every hard. genre. Yeah, it's hard. It's. Yeah. I mean, being playing music is well, playing music's easy, but you know, trying to do it full time is. It's really challenging. Yeah, no doubt, especially especially today. Now, one thing I was going to ask, you guys are from the Bay Area. How different does America seem as you travel cross-country from your home? Like, I'm in, I'm in Vegas, so I always don't yeah. want to pretend like I know what it lives like. What it looks like, what it's like to live in Mississippi is what I'm saying. We're we're different completely, you know. Yeah. Um, and you coming from a city, and when you are touring, um, and you see the world, like you have a, a much grander and better perspective than most of us that are commenting on things right now i mean have you seen anything uh, on this tour that you're like making you miss home or do you feel a little disconnected or do you feel like a connection uh, like normal yeah i mean i feel i'm actually so me and cheney mm-hmm. live in santa cruz california oh, which yeah. is like a pretty small town where we live we live in this place called socal it's like a little small town in in santa cruz 
And then uh, Travis lives in Houston, Texas, and Evan lives in Nashville, Tennessee. So Man, we're sort of from all over the place. There's not really a home base per se. I mean, me personally, I, I'm tired of cities. I, I hate cities. I, I like living. I live in a small town, and I'm, I mean, Chani and I are even talking about moving to Nashville as well. So for me, I don't, I don't miss home at all. I don't really – I honestly don't have – a very strong connection to one place or another because I've been traveling so long and just like my family lives in the Bay area. So I'm, I'm connected to them obviously, but I'm not a person who really identifies with like where they're from. You know, a lot of people do and that's cool, but I'm not one of them. I'm not, I have no pride to like be from California or from the, Bay area you know yeah yeah totally understand and that's funny you said that because what we do is when i go on vacation with my lady we go to small towns because we live in a city <laughs> that's exactly what we do we're like, I've, I've, dude i've fucking had it with cities man it's like uh, i'm just so tired of the of uh life's too just fast, overcrowded man. and yeah. it's really hard to do anything i lived in san francisco for five years you know and i got i got really burned out on it and i lived in la for a couple years too and now i'm just in uh, SoCal, California, and it's cool. I like it. I like it there. You know, it's really nice. Now, weather has a factor, uh, right, or no? Weather? Yeah. Yeah. For me, yeah. I have. Yeah. I, I mean, can't live in the cold. Yeah. That's that's why I say that. I'm like, yeah. I can't uh, live in Minnesota. Yeah, I agree with you. Like Cheney's from originally from Des Moines, Iowa. So oh, I mean, okay. it's like I've spent some a good amount of time there, and it's Arctic. It's the it's really cold. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the weather in Santa Cruz is really nice. I mean, it's. It never really gets too hot, and it never really gets too cold. It's kind of just like in the sixties and seventies most of the time. So, oh, that's perfect. My in the bro- winter, it'll get in the winter. It gets a little colder, but yeah, I mean, traveling is. I guess that's a tough part of traveling. It's in the summer, it's like brutally hot everywhere, and in the winter, it's really cold. Yeah, no, I bet. I mean, that's the one thing that I would I would probably be like irky like irky if that's a word wow okay (laughs) i'd be like on edge is the weather if i can't get like warm i just i mean everyone you know so i i i have sympathy for like or certain people the opposite because like they can't handle the heat and i get it i mean i get it that's not easy you know um and uh yeah las vegas las vegas is insane yeah where i'm so it's just dry heat and the (laughs) second you you put me in like san antonio i'm like why am i sticking and it's like that's not even humid (laughs) you know but for me it's like it's super humid right so but uh yeah we're going like the tour goes back down through texas and kind of southern uh california and stuff so I'm, i'm actually really looking forward to that just to sort of get out of the cold get out of it yeah yeah for sure wow. man i i mean it's gonna be it's it's i don't know it just makes me happier the weather it has yeah. such a such a yeah. huge factor <laughs> so I, I i can appreciate a little bit of everything honestly and back to what you said about you know just traveling around i honestly i like going to small towns i like going to see i love seeing the country you know it's really cool to me and i appreciate i i mean some people will say like you know, oh, I could never live in so and so place, and it's like, well, you probably could because there's like good people and there's good food, like literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. No, I think you nailed it, man. Like those, the smaller towns, like like I said, I go to vacation there because I feel like I can actually enjoy life without like the hustle yeah. and bustle of the city, and it kind of that recharges me. Where 
if I'm flying to, like my brother moved to Hawaii, so I have to go to Hawaii all the time now. I know it sounds like a chore, right? But I don't like going to Hawaii. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I go to Hawaii, man, and it's just like, man, it feels like I need a vacation from vacation, you know? Yeah, you need a vacation from the vacation. And that's yeah. and that's what yeah. I, that's the last thing I want. I'd rather <laughs> spend a week in a place where I can just walk around and see, you know, yeah. anything. Yeah, I agree. So, Completely, I, I completely understand that. And then I got a kid, so that's the other thing I think about. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Should he yeah. grow up in the city, or should he grow up? In, you know, it's all those factors or whatever. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy. I, I actually live. I moved back to where I'm like originally from. So. No, oh, perfect. I'm happy. I grew grew up there. Like it's a great place to grow up. You know, it's like safe. You can let your kids run around, and there's nature and whatnot. And there's a lot so. of those places, but cities, unfortunately, are. are the least yeah it's a different places. thing yeah it's a different thing yeah. are you a sports fan from growing up in the bay area uh not really no nah. nah. yeah i just I'm, i always uh, think like city because we're getting the raiders you know out here in vegas yeah yeah and right it's like when you're from a city it's it seems like you're you have you're conditioned to have to love sports so i always ask people yeah. that are kind of from that area <laughs> like, yeah like travis and evan like sports a lot and i i I want to get into it. It's just not the type of thing. Like, I enjoy watching sports when they're on. Yeah. And, like, you know, the Giants won the World Series a couple times. Mm. So, at, at that point, everybody was, like, a baseball fan where I'm from. Yeah, that's how it works. You know, just... Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's that. There's and I, and I, I, I mean, I, admittedly, I, you know, I'm to blame as well. I was, like, watching a lot of baseball and stuff at that time. But I don't... I'm not, you know, a huge sports guy. I, I, but I do like it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's not something that's that um that, that, that like like when it's on it's cool, and I'm like yeah this is great I you know, I should I should get more into this but then like when I'm on my free time I I'm not gonna like you know like Evan and Travis like and you know, they know all the players and they'll spend time on you know learning about stuff like that on their free time and I just I just don't do that. Do they do the um when they fantasy like, football? Yeah, fantasy. Do they do that? Yeah, they they oh, they don't do it no. and. Evan doesn't want to do it because he thinks it's going to like ruin watching football for him. Like, because if you, he really just enjoys watching football and like watching, he's a Titans fan because he's from Tennessee. Yeah. But he's like, if I have a fantasy football team, well, now I'm like, I'm, I'm watching it for like a completely different reason other than to just like enjoy the sport. You know, because when you have your fantasy football team, you're you're kind of just like rooting for certain players. players. To, yeah, it, that was completely. Yeah, I, I never understand. It's huge, I know, but I never understood that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just don't understand. Like, you're rooting for that guy to to throw. You got one guy on one team that's playing the other team, but you want him to run for a hundred yards. The other guy to score, throw four touchdowns. I'm like, I exactly. Get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Who do you want to win? It, it seems like it kind of ruins it in a way. Yeah. You know. Totally. For me, like the only thing about sports is like I love like, and I don't know if this goes back to when the Giants won, but. I love the live atmosphere. It's like a concert to me. Like, cause out here, boxing's the main thing. So I go to all the fights. UFC is huge out here as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not as into UFC, but I love it cause it helps our economy. Anything that helps our economy. That's not gambling. I'm all about. And, um, okay. So, uh, but the atmosphere is where I get drawn into it. Like we just got this hockey yeah. team, the golden Knights, Best. And like you sit there and I don't know anything about hockey. Dude. I'll be straight up. But like in the arena, it's amazing. You know, it's the best. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, such a cool vibe. I mean, even like, yeah, I'm like somewhat of a MMA fan as mm-hmm. well, or, you know, a little bit, not, not, I couldn't like name a million different fighters, but I'll watch fights when they're on and stuff. And I, I love it. It's great. And it's super fun. Like one time, uh, we were, Chain and I were driving home from a tour and we stopped in New Mexico and we actually watched, uh, a fight. It was, 
it was a UFC fight, like I think a couple of years ago, it was Carlos Condit and uh, Robbie Lawler. And Carlos Condit is from New Mexico. Oh, so the so, audience was crazy. So like every, every place you went to, every bar, every Buffalo Wild Wings, packed, packed with people. So it was, it was kind of like, it was so fun. You know, it was like being at the fight, you know, and everyone was like so into it and it was, it was great. And then when, uh, Conor McGregor fought, you know, did the boxing match. Yeah. Mayweather, you know, like my family and everybody, we like got it on pay-per-view and watched it. And it was, it was, it's great. It's like, you get, you know, you get nervous and you get like all these, it's just, it's just really fun. It's just great. I, I, I get why it's so popular. It's just and in it's the really arena, cool. like for, for for fans of of Connor who fly over, or like if uh, a fighter from England, let's just say, yeah, or or anywhere, like you know, um, in boxing, like I said, there'll be the Mexican fans versus like you know, the Russian fans. But yep. I mean, the flags are out, the people are insane. Yeah. Yeah. It is like for country and culture, and it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just it's yeah, like you said, that's why it resonates so much with people. I, like, no, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it. I love it. I mean, I I would love to go to some fights. That'd be really cool. If I lived in Vegas, I'm sure I'd be trying oh, yeah. to go. You'd go. That's, that's well. Now we got, like I said, we're gonna get a football team. We got a hockey team, but that's all we used to have was boxing and then UFC. Uh-huh. And so you just go to those two, like on a, on a Friday or Saturday, and that's why it's like I always want bands to come to Vegas, but I'm like they're competing with like UFC and boxing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, like it, it always depends on. There's too much going on here. Like I remember, I missed somebody in. Uh, who did I see? I saw Mel Brooks. I'm like, well, I can't miss Mel Brooks, okay. you know? And I forgot what yeah, band yeah. it was that I, <laughs> I'll never see again. They, they came from, like, Norway or something. I forgot who it was. But oh, I was okay. like, and that's yeah, what happens yeah. to us in the city. It's like, do you pick Mel Brooks or this? And you're like, well, you yeah. know, he's 91. <laughs> so we yeah. go that route. So you go to a lot of boxing matches? Oh, I go there? to every everyone, man. Like, my oh, dad, that's, awesome. that's the one thing, like, because I'm born and raised out here. My dad took me to, like, every fight. I remember... Uh, okay, there's a few that are out of my price range, like the Mayweather McGregor. I was not there live. Yeah, the, yeah you know yeah, Pacquiao yeah. McGregor. I mean, the cheap seats were like three grand a pop. So it's like, right, and, no then, and then you're you're sitting so far away, you might as well just watch it on TV. You watch the TV, yeah. That's what you watch yeah. the TV above the <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so not everyone. Let me say that, but for the majority of them, yeah, I'll I'll we go to everyone, me and my lady, and because uh, uh, I got her into it. And now it's like every time there's a fight, she's like, "Oh, we're going." I'm like, "All right, all right, let's figure this out." You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so it is. It is. Dude, that'd be so cool. Yeah. yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, I would love to do that. that. That sounds cool. I don't know that many boxers. I feel like UFC just like it came through, over. and then yeah. all the yeah, like I feel like boxing needs like a new like star. You know, it does. Boxing is uh, it's it's the heavy metal of the sports world. Like if you follow uh-huh. it, you you know everything about everybody. And there's a huge sub audience, but it'll never get that mainstream love or attention unless it's like Mayweather McGregor. But like there's, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, in the heavyweight division, guys like Deontay Wilder, I mean, in their hometowns, they sell out arenas. Anthony Joshua out there in England is like huge, you know, but in America, yeah. those names aren't even known. Like nobody would know. Them, right. You know? And right. so right. Um, it, 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 yeah, it feels very similar when like I meet a metalhead and I can talk to him about like, you know, death or anything it's so exciting because they're not around and say i feel the same yeah, way about yeah. boxing people i'm like oh wait, you follow boxing yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like that yeah that it's hugely popular but you know not to the mainstream you know so it is cool man it's, so but you got to get into i'm telling you whatever whatever you guys move if it's nashville and you know that you're you're you know in the bay area you just just get into that live aspect who cares if you know everybody's name just, just the live yeah, experience, yeah. dude. Yeah, no, I agree. That's all. I agree. So. I, I, I have been thinking that I want to go to like 
some basketball games would be really fun mm -hmm. and uh some fights would be sweet too like fighting's pretty big in santa cruz where i live like uh yeah there's some like luke rockholds from there he's like he was uh a ufc i think middleweight champ for a while something I, like that i do know who he is yeah so i, I think he was yeah. yeah middleweight and uh but there's yeah, a lot yeah. he's of from, he, he went to like the same high school as me oh and, like right on yeah there's like fighting's super popular there and there's there's actually like local matches and stuff that you can go to i just haven't done it before yeah that's it's uh it's 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 weird it's like seeing a local wrestling compared to like wwe live it's it's sometimes fun and then sometimes it's like Nobody's paying attention. It's kinda, yeah, yeah, hokey. <laughs> and these people yeah, are like yeah. beating themselves up. But yeah, yeah. So it's it's it can go either way. It can go either way. But it it's like yeah. if a, if a band's on stage, you know, and you're not paying attention, it's not as I don't think it's as hurtful as like some guy getting knocked out. You know? so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So just a couple more questions, man. I know we kind of went off on, on on a side note though. Oh, all good. Man. We're gonna keep all talking good. about Dark Future because, like I said, That's the, the record, stuff that people want to people but, don't care about Dark Future. They want to hear about. Uh, us like talking probably cool right dude. Yeah. So, so now that two, 2017 is almost over um i want i'm going to throw this question at you hopefully you've been thinking about it but what is your favorite album that has come out this year and you can say two or three if you don't have uh, one that just stands out um so i like electronic music a lot mm -hmm. obviously um so i'm really into this this producer named sirius mo and um he's a german producer Oh, right but he, he had an album come out this year. I'd I have to say that's probably my favorite of the year. I've spent a lot of time listening to that one. Now I'll, is, I'll, I'll go with that. Is it like dark? <laughs> does, does he? Is it like dark sense, or is it like? That's the thing about the electronic stuff. Is like it's it's there's still a mood there, right? And there's still a very yeah. Like, I mean, well, that's what's cool about his stuff is he like plays. Um, you can tell that he's like a keyboard player, so he. Um, he just has the like coolest chord progressions uh, and i just that's what i just really love about it and um it is dark and it is really cool see and that's that's going to relate to all of us that's that's what i always tell people i'm like if, if the the moods are certain and there's a certain kind of thing that we're listening to i i can branch over to another genre because that is metal totally. to me yeah you know totally. like, it's yeah like yeah. the way that his the stuff he writes is so cool the chord progressions so i've been listening to that a lot that's a 2017 release nice and that's cool because a lot of people won't know who that is and they'll check it out right after they hear this and that's what i like yeah you know where if you're like i love the new dying fetus which i loved you don't get me wrong but it's like everybody's heard it yeah <laughs> so, yeah 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 so. i checked that one out the new dying fetus it's cool yeah, I like it. it's I'm cool. A, I, I was a huge dying fetus fan like when i was younger so and that's yeah that's cool and then uh the last question man just just if, if i can ask so like i said you've been in so many bands you've done so many different records i i I have the Hoods Freya split, and I remember you did that one. Uh, somehow I ended up with wow. that. Yeah, I know. Crazy. <laughs> I was into Freya because I was into Earth Crisis, and I jumped over, and I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. So that's yeah. that's how it used to be back in the day at the record store. You see the name. You're just like, I'm getting this, right? Yep. And then, yep. You know, obviously, Animosity and Animals as Leaders and all that stuff. So if you were ever to reform with a band and, and kind of celebrate a past record, which one would you want to perform in its entirety? If you said um, if you say Hoods and Frey, I'll be shocked. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I, I guess it'd be Animosity, mm. and uh, I perform the album Empires. That uh, was my favorite Animosity album. Which one did Blue? No, he didn't do that one. 
He did the one after that. The one after, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that one's called Animal. Yeah, and, Animal. Uh, I was like, I, I knew, I was like, yeah. yeah. But that one's. Uh, I so, think at the time, I don't know if it. It seems like now a lot of people are really into it, but I think when it came out, I don't know if it was as well received as it is now. Dude, we we're drawn to that name, Kurt Ballou. We're like, what? We just yeah. turned to it. Yeah. So when you yeah, see your yeah. producer, I agree. I'm like, you're like, oh wait a second, this is the one I'm gonna get. I'm yeah. gonna get the one that. <laughs> so that's what it was. But um, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. So Empires is great though. So that's that'd be that'd be. Yeah, uh, I like one. the material on Empires because it's not. I think Animal is cool, but I just feel like it was a little overly. Uh, it's like really fast and just kind of chaotic, in my opinion. Listening to it now. I think Empires had a little more groove to it. A little more, yeah. There's a lot of. It seems like there was a lot of distortion uh, on on. Oh, man, that's not the word I'm looking for. Distortion. It just seemed on like animal? I know, Yeah, animals. It seemed like it was just yeah. a lot more distorted than it was Empires. And yeah, I, I don't know if that. Yeah, yeah. I think Empires is a little, a little cleaner, cleaner, a little easier to li- listen to. Well, dude, awesome. for me now, looking back now, I mean that was. Yeah, Animal is I think coming up on ten years old. Yeah, I think it was two thousand nine. 10? I don't remember. No, Anyways, no, eight? 2000, probably 2008. Oh wow! Uh, or late 2007. One, uh, one of them. I think it actually is 10 years old this year. Wow, there we go. You know, now I yeah. I, I remember everything in five years. Now I used to be one year at a time. Now it's like no, it's in the five year range because life just goes I, it's by. insane, dude. <laughs> it's I can't believe that that album is 10 years old. That just blows my mind. Man, and I remember recording it like like it was yesterday. Yeah, that's life, man. The the highlights are like they were yesterday, and then you know, and the bad things too. They're like yesterday too. But <laughs> yeah, but most of life it it just goes by. So I want to thank you, Naveen, so much for calling into Mel's oh, podcast. I want thanks ev- for having me. Oh, for sure. I want everybody to get out there if you haven't gotten the new Entheos record, Dark Future. Make sure you do. I've been living it to, for it with like two weeks now. It, I I can't listen to other things. So it's definitely going to be. I nice. will say. The one thing I can say about that album mm-hmm. is uh, it's worth checking out. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> that's 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 why we're like we need to get this interview because I need to spread this word. That's my job to spread the words. Yeah, you know that's yeah. I'm like I just gotta and and uh, and and like I said, there, sometimes I can't. Sometimes oh, uh, no, you can't. You got to go. You know, not to sound like a, a fool, but you you know you got to interview Cradle of Filth opposed to someone you know that's on a on a yeah. Level. And I get that, of course you know so, yeah, but when course. I get the chance to spread the word for something, I'm 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 really into it. It's it's always great, and this is one of those moments. So, um, and you guys, well, like yeah. I said, you're on the radar, man, and, and you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I have no doubt, five years from now, I'm going to ask for an interview with you guys, and they'll be like, nah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like nah. All well, right, thank fine. you. Well, I got this one. So, thank anyways, you. Uh, yeah. So everybody, make sure you check them out right now on tour. Go to um, uh, for tour dates. They're with Whitechapel, Carnifex, Ring of Saturn, and there's another band. I forgot to write them down. Who, who so else? this is suffering. There you go. And it's called. It's the Decade of Defilement tour. Um, you yep. guys are going to be in Belvedere today, and then you're going Belvedere, like, Illinois, Illinois, for and all your Belvedere, Illinois listeners out there. For all, for all yeah, there's probably more than but, we think. That's what I always say. There's still now, and then it goes to Des Moines, and it goes kind of south from there, and it goes down to uh, Southern California and Texas as well. Excellent. So, so there's still there's still like half the tour left. So do not miss Two those dates, later. and everybody wish Evan and his wife a beautiful baby, healthy, yes. perfect. That's yes. the most important thing. They're creating a life, and that life will be listening to our music. Trust me. So. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> awesome. So once again, Naveen, All right. thank you so much, man, for calling into the Metal Thanks Flex for podcast. having me, brother. No problem. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Metal Sucks Podcast.
All right, guys. So the songs you heard, uh, both off Dark Future. First song is uh, The World Without Us. There is a music video out there right now, a really cool black and white one. And then the second one is, uh, it's a two-part uh, track. Uh, they did do a playthrough video. It's Inverted Earth and Sun Shift. All the songs are off the new record, Dark Future, which, like I said, is out now. So, And they are currently on tour, as you heard in the, uh, in the interview. So catch them uh, if you're in this West Coast, Southwest type of area. That's where they're running to right now. So... I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of music bitching and uh, yeah. Grant, Grant, Grammys bring the best out of all of us, I guess, in the metal world. <laughs> oh, we're, yeah. we're always just bitter. Yeah, we just don't like it. Yeah, Can and you, it's like, even though even though they got it right, like I'm still well, they got I, one category right, right. but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, and and I understand that album sales should matter because you are catering to the masses. Do You disagree with that? But I guess what the, pro, the, the all I'm trying to say is though is metal is not for the masses. Yeah. So when you And that's how people so want it unfortunately. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. And that's why it makes us angry. It shouldn't even have it shouldn't even be in in the same award show with with a Miley Cyrus album. There's no yes. way. Well, and on top of you that, you can't so, measure those on the same scale. And another thing, it's like it's the whole rock and metal genre. It's like the, you, you know, hey, let's watch this piece of shit perform a dumb song. You know, what I mean, and then we'll have this moron over here, and it's just it, it, that's that's all their performances. That they they get the they get the most basic bullshit, yeah, and they just shove it down your throat on those dumb fucking shows. And meanwhile, anybody that knows how to play an instrument. Yeah, they don't get featured at all. No. Anybody, anybody that knows how difficult it is to get every to get a bunch of people on the same page to make beautiful music, that's gone now. That's not what's appreciated, mm. and that's why I hate the fucking Grammys. It's product, my man, and and uh, metal fights for the art in the underground. So, anyways, with that uh, note, thank you guys for listening to metal, and thank you guys for listening to us. We really appreciate it, um, and we will talk to you guys next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.